Good evening. It is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Bergera, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, Little Eyewear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. I'm Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. On this Thursday, November 16th, Trellis HIV and Community Care will be raising money with the Integrated Care Hub via a concert at the Broom Factory. The event, entitled The Two Things Missing Project, will feature up-and-coming Kingston hip-hop musicians. The goal of the event is to raise $10,000, which will be used to create winter survival kits to help keep unhoused folks warm during the winter. The evening will also provide an opportunity for attendees to speak with people who are facing the drug poisoning crisis head-on. Expert Justine McIsaac will also take the stage to speak to the housing crisis and the need for safe supply. Justine runs the Consumption Treatment Center and is an expert in her field. In addition to performers and speakers, free training on how to administer the life-saving naloxone medication will be offered, and this will include a free naloxone kit to take home. I sat down with Keaton, one of the performers for Thursday Night, and Kelly McIsaac with the Integrated Care Hub to talk about Keaton's music career as a Kingston artist and the Two Things Missing Project. Getting right into the event, the Two Things Missing Project, uh, I was wondering if you could speak a bit about this event in general and how you got involved. Yeah, so um, I do work with the Integrated Care Hub um, regularly. And um, Kelly, who we have here, approached me about doing a charity event. And since we already are um, co-workers, I said, why not? Um, Essentially, we're going to be raising money for winter supplies. Um, when it gets cold out and all you have for shelter is a tent, um, it becomes imperative that you have the proper equipment to stay warm. So we're going to be raising money to buy some um, survival equipment and just camping kits. Um, Kelly has a better rundown she can give you in a second but essentially the two things missing project is going to be centered around the two things missing and by that we mean affordable housing or housing in general and safe drug supply um and if you want to share some more about yeah. that sure sure yeah um this was inspired basically like keaton said the people that we serve at the integrated care hub um there are we have the privilege of getting to know them personally instead of just seeing them um, off to the sidelines that a lot of people do. And with the homes piece that's missing, it's a huge piece. It's it's a huge piece, but we don't really mean just home or housing is not adequate housing. We mean safe housing for the people that we serve. And like Keaton said, a lot of our people still end up having to sleep outside. There's still not a lot enough shelter beds. Um, and Keaton and I working together, it was kind of like, oh yeah, maybe we could, you know, partner up in this. And there's also a young man at the hubs. And this was a, another inspiration for me, who is an amazing freestyler and rapper. And so he kind of inspired me to go this route as well. And then with the safe supply, um, like Keaton said, people are dying. Actually, people have died more from the um, drug poisoning epidemic than, than people died of COVID. And that's the way it is in Kingston and across the country. So um, those are the two missing pieces. Thank you very much for the rundown of the event. 
Um, I was wondering if you could also speak a bit about, um, this is a question for both you, Kelly and Keaton, the other few performers that will be taking the stage on Thursday and the speakers that you'll have at this event. I'll leave that one for you, Keaton. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I got three of my bros coming. I got um, Skate Artist, 92 Rare, and Dirty Doc. Um, And it's actually pretty cool because me and Dirty Doc have never really done a... uh, together we've kind of just Boy. known each other through the scene um i want to talk about doc because um we don't usually work together but i brought him in on this his music actually speaks to drug addiction a lot more than uh, and a lot of other people's and i think that people realize that um uh and i i think that overall just organized and the acts that are going to be performing like if you don't know scape he has a mix of R&B and blues with some kind of like boom bap rap. You know, he, he's kind of like old school, but he's in the new wave. It's really interesting. It's kind of like this blend. You got Rare. He's one of the top two in the city. Uh, everybody knows who Rare is. You know, he's um he's one of the arguably most gifted rappers in the city. And then, like I said, we're going to have Doc. And I really think that the four of us are just going to bring together a really cool show and kind of capture what the message of the two missing pieces really is. So yeah, that's the rundown on those guys. Like look them up. They're, they're some of the bigger guys in the city, right? So um, if you are already tapped into the Kingston scene, then you know who they are and, and you know what to expect, then it's going to be a crazy show. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome show. Um, yeah, great lineup. And Kelly, I was wondering if you could uh, speak a little bit about the speaker you're having as well. Um, Justine McIsaac is the speaker that we're having, and she runs the Consumption Treatment Center. And she is an expert in her field. Like, she has touched many people. And she's one of the most sought after speakers in her field in Kingston as well. She speaks at Queen's University many many times so it's very exciting to have her join us and she's mostly going to speak to this need of safe supply uh, everyone will be touched by what she has to say one thing that we didn't mention is we're also doing naloxone training oh yes, we're, yeah yeah we're going to be doing like an overdose simulation and then train people on naloxone and send them away with their own naloxone kit so um that's pretty exciting too Once again, that was local musician Keaton and Kelly McIsaac with the Integrated Care Hub talking about the Two Things Missing project. This event is on Thursday night at the Broom Factory and tickets are only $10. Be sure to get your tickets soon, available on Eventbrite. In a message from the City of Kingston, apply now for community exhibit space at City Hall. As part of the City's Your Stories, Our Histories program, community organizations are encouraged to tell their stories in their words in a newly available exhibit space at City Hall. Community exhibits within the program will feature stories of the people, events, or groups that have shaped Kingston. Your Stories, Our Histories started as a public engagement process in 2018 to address the legacy of Sir John A. Macdonald and foster community discussions about how and by whom Kingston stories are told. The programming is evolving to offer free, exhibit space at City Hall for the community to tell their stories. Miranda Riley, acting curator for the city's Heritage Services Department, explains, Your Stories, Our Histories began with community conversations to understand which stories are underrepresented or less known within Kingston's cultural heritage. We're excited to expand the program to reflect a broader range of community voices and experiences. Your Stories, Our Histories exhibits will last approximately eight months to one year and will be installed each spring. The City of Kingston will provide exhibition space at no charge.
There is currently one small exhibition space to display written stories and physical items. Applications will be accepted on a rolling basis. A general theme, story, or message is required for the application, but exhibit text does not need to be finalized to apply. Applicants will work with city staff to develop and edit exhibition text. Interested groups can find more information about the project and apply on Get Involved Kingston. City staff will select the first applicant in early December 2023 and install the exhibit in spring 2024. These community exhibits are connected to priority in Kingston's strategic plan to drive inclusive economic growth by fostering culture, history, education, arts, and recreation. Annual Nighttime Santa Parade returns to kick off the holiday season. In a message from the Downtown Kingston BIA, the magic of the holiday season is just around the corner as we welcome Santa and Mrs. Claus back to town at the Nighttime Santa Parade. This beloved annual event will take place on this Saturday, November 18th at 5 p.m. and is expected to be a joyful and festive occasion for families and individuals of all ages. This year, the Nighttime Santa Parade will feature a spectacular procession of over 90 participating organizations, including many first-timers, promising an exciting and fresh experience for spectators. The parade will leave from Innovation Park, traveling down Princess Street, and concluding at Ontario Street, showcasing a dazzling display of holiday lights, music, and enchanting floats. In the spirit of giving, the parade will continue its tradition of community support. The Partners in Mission Food Bank will lead the parade, collecting non-perishable food items from spectators along the route. Canada Post will follow closely behind, so have your letters to Santa ready. One of the most anticipated moments of the evening will be when Santa himself helps flip the switch to illuminate the city's official holiday tree in Springer Market Square, immediately following the parade. The tree lighting ceremony promises to be a heartwarming and magical experience, setting the stage for a season filled with joy and togetherness. The Nighttime Santa Parade is a free and family-friendly event that captures the essence of the holiday season, making it a cherished tradition for Kingston residents and visitors alike. For more information and updates from the Nighttime Santa Parade, you can visit downtownkingston.ca. That's all for your headlines today, and next up is Zayden Vergara with your sports desk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and it's time for your CFRC Sports Roundup. Last Sunday, the UBC Thunderbirds secured gold against the Trinity Western Spartans 1-0 in the finals of the U Sports Women's Soccer Championship hosted by Queen's University. Immediately from the start of the match, Richardson Stadium roared with excitement. Through the early minutes, it would be clear that utilizing the sidelines would be a difference maker. UBC would find themselves on offense for the majority of the first half, luring two or more Trinity players before making the pass. This led to some frustration from the Spartans as the physicality started to escalate. Graham Roxborough, the head coach of the Spartans, would receive a warning from the ref 34 minutes into the game. As the match moved into the second half, Trinity Western would find themselves with more and more opportunities pressuring deeper into the Thunderbird zone. UBC goalkeeper Dakota Beckett put her body on the line to keep UBC in the match. By the end of the 90 minutes, extra time would be required. Tensions remained high with Trinity Western's coach even receiving a yellow card as the offensive pressure fluctuated between the Thunderbirds and Spartans. It wasn't until the 119th minute when UBC advanced towards the box and Janet Thompson launched a perfect cross right to Kaylin Tolnai who scored a game-winning header. After the game, I had a chance to talk with UBC's goalkeeper Dakota Beckett. Here's some highlights from my interview. How do you keep a, a cool head as, as you go into to extra time? Uh, the pressure must continue to mount and mount and mount until you hear that final whistle. Do you have a trick that if you're talking to a younger player, what, what, what advice would you give them? Um, just be excited. Turn the nervousness into excitement. And um, whatever, trust your preparation. That's what I do. I, I always trust the prep and um, I just know that I can handle any situation that's given to me. And I encourage all of my teammates to think the same. 
Just as a follow-up on, on the preparation end, um, I know that uh, multiple goalies will have to go through the, the typical team practice then go on to their own goalie practice. Um, can you just speak a little bit to, to the extra preparation, and especially preparing for uh, an opponent that you already had to go up against back home? Yeah, um, I mean, there's lots of showing up early to trainings and, you know, extra taking care of our bodies a little bit extra and going out of our way and um, our little goalkeeping union is, is always connected in that way and helping each other out and uh, keeping keeping each other in the game mentally and, and physically just all around we're a, we're a unit. Thank you again to Dakota for taking the time to chat. Finally, be sure to tune in tonight at 7.15 for live coverage of your Queen's Golden Gales men's hockey team hosting the RMC Paladins for a continuation of hockey's longest rivalry. On that note, that's all for your CFRC Sports Update. Now over to Erica Singh with your campus news. Thank you. Hello, my name is Erica Singh and here are your campus news headlines. In recent developments, Bader College has uncovered structural issues at the castle, including the need for urgent roof repairs. Following a visit by a structural engineer, it has been confirmed the situation is more serious than initially thought. As a precautionary measure, parts of the castle have been closed, leading Queen's University to immediately suspend operations there. Academic programs will move online for the rest of the fall term, and arrangements are being made for Bader students to continue their studies in Kingston. The university has also temporarily halted student recruitment for the 2024-2025 academic year. Assessments indicate that significant structural repairs spanning 1-18 to 18 months are required. A comprehensive survey of the castle is scheduled for late January or early February to further evaluate the extent of the necessary work. The university is collaborating with Bader College staff to ensure a smooth transition for affected students. Next, the Queen's United Way campaign is making significant progress, nearing the 80% mark of its goal by raising over $388,000 out of the overall target of $490,000. The campaign, which is aligned with the United Way of Kingston, Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington, aims to reach a broader goal of $3.82 million this year. The Queen's community, including staff, faculty, and retirees, has played a crucial role in this campaign, creating the largest workplace and retiree initiative in the region. Deloitte's report highlights that the Queen's community members contribute over $1 million annually, to support local causes, showcasing their leadership and commitment. Additionally, students contribute significantly by volunteering thousands of hours with local agencies and programs. The funds raised through this campaign are essential for supporting more than 54,000 individuals in the community, aligning with goals such as no poverty, zero hunger, gender equality, and quality education. Those interested in joining the campaign and making a donation can visit the Queen's United Way website for more information and follow the provided instructions. Previous donors for the automatic renewal can also use the link to increase their annual pledge. Next, Queens is facing a $15 million class action lawsuit over alleged failure to provide a safe campus environment for Jewish students. Filed by Diamond and Diamond Law Firm, the suit claims a history of anti-Semitic incidents on campus and demands damages, citing breaches of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. 
the university has been accused of inaction and faces allegations of specific incidents, including a professor's inappropriate reference to Auschwitz and the removal of a mezuzah. If successful, the settlement funds will be donated to organizations focusing on Jewish education. If you are a previous or current Jewish student, you have automatically been added to this class action lawsuit. Queens emphasizes its commitment to a safe campus while the law firm urges the university to address the concerns to avoid legal action. That's all for me today. Now over to Mia with the weather. And now it's time for your CFRC weather forecast. On Thursday, November 16th, it'll be sunny with a high of 12 degrees and some cloudiness at night with a low of 9 degrees. On Friday, November 17th, it'll be cloudy with a 70% chance of showers and a high of 12 degrees and some cloudy periods at night with a 60% chance of showers or flurries overnight and a low of 0 degrees. On Saturday, November 18th, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 6 degrees, and some cloudy periods at night with a chance of flurries and a low of minus 3. And on Sunday, November 19th, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers during the day and a high of plus 4, and a clear night with a low of minus 6. Check back in with us on Monday for the rest of your weekly weather forecast. And now it's time for the weekly traffic report from November 10th through to November 16th. And we are first going to be starting off with road closures. Queen Mary Road from Notch Hill to Greenview will be closed beginning October 2nd for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. On University Avenue from Union to Earl, it will be closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Center project. The following road closures will be taking place November 18th for the annual nighttime Santa Parade. Princess Street from Sir John A. Macdonald to Ontario will be closed from 5pm to 7pm and Ontario Street from Princess to Johnson will be closed from 5pm to 7pm. And now it's time for parking disruptions in the Kingston area. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until November 17th for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. This was Kat bringing you the traffic report from November 10th through to November 16th. I hope you all have a lovely week. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 15th through to November 21st. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On November 15th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever, St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler, John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services office on the main floor. 
On November 15th, Student Wellness Services is excited to announce a combined flu shot and COVID-19 booster clinic for all staff and faculty members at Queen's University. The clinic will operate on a walk-in basis only. No appointments are necessary. All vaccines are free of charge and completely voluntary. This will be located at Mitchell Hall Student Health and Wellness Services from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 1.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. On November 16th is the Mason Jar Meal Pickup. Mason Jar Meals contain all the key ingredients and spices to prepare a quick, easy, and healthy meal. Register for a Mason Jar Meal at queensu.ca. This is a student-led initiative supported by Queen Student Wellness Services. Students can pick up a jar for free while supplies last from 1 to 4 p.m. at Student Wellness Services located in Mitchell Hall. Also on November 16th, for any student in first year at Queen seeking connection and support during the complex transition period to university life, you could benefit from this group if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious with managing it at all. Come and try a group and drop in. You can register online at www.queensu.ca slash studentwellness. This will be located at the Bannery Center from 3 to 4.30 p.m. On November 17th is the Recreational Run Club, a beginner intermediate run. Meet new people if you want to start running, increase your distance, improve your time, or find some running buddies. To join us for this run, please register for this club at gogales.go.com. You must pay a one-time $5 membership fee. You must be a current Queen student or staff member to join. Meet at 5pm at the Queen's Arc North Earl Street entrance. This will be Wednesdays from 7am to 8am and Fridays at 5pm to 6pm. On November 18th is a free observatory tour and astrophysics talk. From dust grains to stars and shots in the dark, this month's featured speaker is a Queen's PhD student, Parisa Nozari, who will discuss dust in the interstellar medium and the inefficiency of star formation. Parisa will also share some of her experience with amateur astrophotography. The presentation will be followed by a tour of our facilities, including the McDonald Institute Visitor Center, and viewing nearby and deep sky celestial objects with our telescopes. This event is free and open to all ages, and will be located at Ellis Hall from 7.30 to 10 p.m. On November 19th is a Solidarity Swim. Are you a trans, non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid, or any other non-cisgender person who wants a safer space to swim and also meet other students and a wider trans community members? Join us for Solidarity Swims at the ARC Pool. You can even bring a cisgender friend or loved one. This will be from 2.30 to 4 p.m. Register at queensu.ca. There are no events listed here on November 20th. However, I would like to give an honorable mention to a club that I am a part of called Queen Star with youth. We create events on campus virtually and or in person to support survivors and raise awareness about abuse and intergenerational trauma. By creating awareness on child abuse, it sets the boundaries of what is acceptable in society and the treatments of these victims and further how to treat your own children. This platform at Queen's University is crucial for victims of abuse to establish that everyone has the right to live in a safe and healthy environment. You can follow our Instagram, StartsWYouthQueens, for more information and to get updated on upcoming events and workshops in the near future. On November 21st is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students and it is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Centre. 
Also on November 21st is Connect Four. It is a group for students who are feeling isolated and like they haven't found their people at Queen's. Each week we will have an activity to participate in and topics for conversation together. This event will be held every Tuesday evenings from 4 to 5.30 p.m. up until November 28th. For the first week, please meet at Faith and Spiritual Life, room 210 on the second floor in Mitchell Hall. You can register at queensu.ca. This was Kat bringing you the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 15th through to November 21st. I hope you all have a lovely week. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 14th to November 20th. If you have an event you'd like covered on our website and news programming, contact us via cfrc.ca today. Gerald McGrath will be playing a wide variety of his favorite hits acoustically at Spearhead Brewery from 7 until 10 p.m. on November 15th for free. Bands Kings of Queens, Girl Dad, and DJ Aqua will be playing a show at Stages Nightclub on November 15th you will not want to miss. Tickets are $15 and the night will begin at 8 p.m. Flying V Productions presents Marielle Buckley at the Grad Club. She's been charming listeners across North America since her debut LP, Driving in the Dark, and will be playing Kingston on November 15th. Tickets are available for $20, and the show will start at 8 with doors at 7.30. Dwayne Gretzky, a 10-piece band that brings to life the greatest songs of all time, will be playing at the Ale House on November 16th. Tickets are $30, and the show is set to begin at 8. Catch Michael K. Myers playing covers and originals at the Club RCHA also on November 16th. The show will begin at 7 and is $5 for non-club members. Tim Hicks and Dinah Reed will be playing the Isabel Bader Center on their Campfire Troubadour Tour November 16th. The show will begin at 8 p.m. and tickets are available online now for $40 to $70. Catch the Soul Motions with special guest Francis Hobbs Friday, November 17th at the Club RCHA from 8pm until 11pm for $10 a ticket. Piner and Lauren Carson presented by Flying V Productions on Friday, November 17th at the Grad Club from 9pm until 11.30. Doors will be at 8.30 and tickets are available now for $17. Nick Zubek will be playing beautiful arrangements, instrumental passages, and thoughtful lyrics Friday, November 17th at Hotel Wolf Island from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. for free. On November 17th, be sure to catch free live music Friday to see Taryn McKenna at the Skeleton Park Brewery from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. Ghetto Express will be playing blues, funk, soul, and RMB Friday, November 17th at the Toucan from 10.30 p.m. until 2 a.m. for free. Bands Squid Pistol and Beat Up Trucks will be playing a free show Saturday, November 18th at Blue Martini beginning at 9 p.m. KBS presents Sean Dorr, Big Blues Band, Saturday, November 18th at the Club RCHA from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. and tickets are available now for $10. Also catch Jonah McLean and The Gimmicks Saturday, November 18th at the Tiernanog, 9 p.m. to midnight for free. Enjoy a great night of live music from the Change Band, Saturday, November 18th at the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 560 from 8 p.m. until midnight with doors at 7 and tickets for $10 at the door. Band Grievous Angels will be playing some alt-root songs uh, from Canada's northern blue-collar frontier, Sunday, November 19th at Hotel Wolf Island from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. for free. Chris Royler will be playing acoustic covers of 90s to now rock, alternative, and more Sunday, November 19th at Spearhead Brewery from 2 until 5 p.m. 
On November 20th, Quirks of Human Nature, an evening of poetry, music, and storytelling with Meg Freer, Deborah Shermans, and Gary Raspberry at Royal Tavern 2.0 for free from 6 until 10 p.m. Also on November 20th, CFRC presents Game Nights at Minotaur. It's a free event if you purchase a $5 door prize ticket, and it'll start at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the local journalism initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at screeningroomkingston.com. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear.